What's up, Lemon Heads? Welcome back to another episode of From the Yellow Chair. I'm Emily, riding solo here. It is peak travel season for us here at Lemon Seed, going to all the shows to see all you fantastic contractors and other vendor partners, and so it's a blast. But Crystal and I aren't together at this moment, so we are we're gonna be flying it solo here a little bit, okay? So I have a special talk that I want to talk with you guys about, and I actually shared this as a presentation um, at the Service World Expo in Phoenix this year, but I thought it has some good applicable elements that our lemon heads might find some value in. So um, I'm going to be talking about Jenga, 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 however you want to say it, but the little wooden blocks that you stack up and try to build the tower as, as tall as you possibly can without making it collapse. And what does that have to do with marketing or branding? Well, in reality, you've got to have a solid foundation, aka your brand, so that your marketing won't topple over. So I'm really excited to share this with you guys. So without further ado, let's sip some lemonade. All right, so I've got a little acronym for you guys. And guess what the acronym is? It's it's earth shattering. It's Jenga. J E N G A. So um, I know if you're driving or listening to this, you might not be able to write it down, but we will have this in the show notes for you. Um, but to start off that J, that acronym J, we got to talk about the journey, the customer journey. And so if you have, you know, two cents of any marketing skill or how marketing works operation wise, you've probably heard or seen the marketing funnel. Okay. And if you're not familiar with that, let me kind of describe it to you. So the marketing funnel is literally like a funnel, like starts off really wide up at the top and narrows down. And when it gets narrowed down at the the very bottom of it is the actual point of purchase, the the action that someone takes. But up at the very top is the awareness factor, okay? That's where you have to start to trickle people down into actually making action. So it goes from awareness to they're kind of interested and they're wanting your product and then they actually take action in that and they purchase something from you. And then hopefully from that, they can take it even a little bit further and they become advocates for you. So from their action that they took, their purchasing of your services, it was such a great experience. The product was so well that they become advocates and um, recommenders for your company and your services. So, but we got to think of that top piece, okay? Because you can't get down to the bottom without casting that wide net of the awareness factor. And the awareness factor is your brand. That is your branding. That is how people become aware. They know you. Um, they have some type of reference frame of mind for you. And unfortunately for a lot of contractors, you're like, mm, awareness don't make me no money. Okay, like I cannot track it. There's not a good ROI for a lot of awareness factors. And so you're like, kick that to the curb. Okay, like that's shove that off to the side. I want like all the action. I want like all the point of sales. Okay, and like I want to be able to measure every marketing spend to every dollar that it's produced. And I want that. And it's like, that's just not how it works. Okay, and you're going to have this uneasy foundation this uneasy pillar if you don't have that awareness and that brand that is super solid okay so um, we're going to talk about that journey a lot so how do you go from general awareness to actually purchasing and making some type of action and then to ultimately becoming raving advocates okay so your brand has to be memorable okay it's not enough for them to just have seen your brand somewhere, seen a billboard, seen a vehicle wrap, um, got a postcard in, in the mail or something like that. They're, they've become aware of it at that point. But if it's not memorable, 
if it's not interrupting, if it's not sinking and planting itself in their brain, we're kind of missing the point here, okay? So awareness is best effective when your brand can be something memorable. Um, I, I share some examples all the time of how like sometimes we have to change up the name of the company. Um, and, and sometimes it's not totally drastic, but like one example that I'm thinking of is a contractor um, whose name was SBC Mechanical. And he's like, I've done tons of commercial work. And he's like, but I'm looking to tap into that residential um, market. And he's like, and I know mechanical, like it's not really the best wording. Um, you know, and my brand is just red and blue with a little airwave arrow. I know, super original. Um, but I know a lot of you guys listening, that's what your brand looks like. It's red and blue. It's either got a, a sunshine and a snowflake or a little swoosh, little air swoosh. Um, but we helped this friend do to be more memorable is we added a character to it. Um, we dropped the mechanical. We just added cooling and heating. He still kept his SBC, um, which stood for Shreveport, Bossier City, which is where he lived. Um, and, and he did have a solid foundation and in that and he wasn't really interested in changing the name for some good reasons and purposes. So we're like, okay, if we can keep that, how can we make it more memorable? So maybe SBC we add this tagline, it's like service beyond compare. And we kind of emphasize the B and we have this B character and they're in um, Louisiana, which is LSU territory where they say go tigers and it's G E O U X. Well, we named this character Bo the B B E O U X. Um, and so Bo the B is super friendly. He's very bright yellow. Their truck wraps have this bright turquoise teal and um, they're doing all kinds of things with like honey and bees and things like that. So with every new system install, they're giving these customers a jar of fresh local honey. And so like, how memorable is that? Okay, how much of an impact and an experience is that making on people? And so you want to turn people from just point of action into advocates, do those little touches that are memorable, that are differentiators from everyone else, something that's actually useful, a jar of honey can do just that. Um, but we got this character turned into like an actual mascot to where like, Bo the Bee is like a parade quality costume, like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or like a, a college mascot, just like that. He is super cute and super fun looking. And he's not just like a B costume that you like purchased off Amazon for like, you know, $59. And it's just like a B. No, this is Bo the Bee. Like he looks exactly like the digital illustration of him. Um, but we we took this brand into other elements. So how many of you guys have your maintenance club program and it's called preventative maintenance program like super exciting there like earth shattering okay well the content of this preventative maintenance club program is the same as what we've created for um sbc but we're calling it the hive comfort club okay um that just rolls off the tongue so much better and it um, it piques the interest a lot more. It's a lot more memorable. So instead of, hey, are you a member of our preventative maintenance club program? It's like, hey, are you a member of our Hive Comfort Club? Well, no. What is that? Tell me more about that. I'm a little bit interested. It's piqued my interest enough for me to listen to your spiel about what you have to say about it. Um, and inside of the Hive Comfort Club, we have these different tiered levels. And like the top level is is the Queen Bee plan. Like imagine that. Imagine that branding getting into all aspects of it. Um, but it's super fun. It's memorable. It's disruptive. And you can't help but notice this yellow and teal truck driving down the road. I know they have yard signs everywhere. Um, I was talking with somebody and they mentioned that they were from Shreveport. And I was like, oh, we have a client in Shreveport. And they're like, oh, who is it? And I was like, SBC Cooling and Heating. And they're like, I know them. I see their yard signs everywhere. 
Well, you know why their yard signs stick out everywhere? Is because they're yellow and teal. And it's super clean, just has just their logo. It's not a ton of call to action. Like, please call me and here's our schedule now link. And here's my phone number and my website and my Facebook and my Twitter. And guess what? We accept Visa and MasterCard too. Like, no, okay? It's a simple branding piece, okay? He isn't able to see like, man, I printed these yard signs and it cost me $500, you know, for them. And um, I've generated $18,000 from it. No, he doesn't have that ROI on it. But it is a branding. It is an overall awareness piece. And it's making a difference. It's making an impact. So think about your customer journey. Um, think about that awareness piece and how you can't ignore it. Okay, you can't let it be kicked to the wayside and to where you're only focusing all your marketing efforts on that bottom call to action type piece. Okay, don't sleep on the branding aspect and the customer journey. The next part of this acronym, I'm going to call um, the E for emotion. So your brand has to evoke emotion to build a connection with consumers, with your current customers and, and people that you are like in the process of winning over, like you're providing service for them right now, but then also for future um, customers, okay? You have to win their heart before you can win their wallet, okay? Like I, I can't express that enough okay um they have to have they have to feel something from your brand they have to um feel like man i want to work with those people i can't wait to give them a call and maybe that's you're like that's unrealistic like who is saying like i can't wait to call my heating and air conditioning company you're right that might not be the case but if i know that i have a problem or if i have a friend um that's like man my air conditioner just went oh i know these people i know air solutions um they have this cute little airplane this little pilot guy on their wrap and um i see them everywhere and like they just look like such good people you should definitely give them a call okay sometimes these people can become advocates because they felt some type of emotion and some type of connection to you before they've ever even actually used your services okay we did a rebrand for a client, um, Air Solutions, and he actually really didn't have a bad brand. Um, it, it was very clean. His logo was good. Um, it was easy to read. It was red and blue, um, but he's very Americana, and, and like he's a veteran and love that aspect of it and stuff. But we're like, how can we make something that evokes more emotion? And so we start talking with Dusty and like hearing his story and um, – Dusty, like, tell us how you got into this business and, like, what were you doing and blah, blah, blah. And so um, he was a veteran. Um, he served in Vietnam. And when he got out, like, he started doing some um, piloting classes. And um, when he got out, one of his passions was, like, he really wanted to learn how to fly an airplane. And so um, he had this pilot, this instructor um, named Captain Dilly, who like really made an impact on his life. And he's like, I'm a pilot now. And like, I love flying and that that piece of it and like flying in the air and then like providing this comfort and like hey we can definitely like spin that towards air solutions towards this brand of heating and air conditioning but and we developed this super cute little character this little pilot and and it's it's very adorable they've got these cute clouds and bright blues and reds and things like that but we're like we need this character to have a name like he can't just be like the pilot or this character and so we were able to name him Captain Dilly. And you'll see in some different instances, like on social media posts, it might say like Captain Dilly does this or, you know, on their About Us page on their website, it'll mention Captain Dilly. And it could be Captain Dilly does not work at Air Solutions, but you know what it does? It starts a conversation. It's evoking some emotion. And so we say like, why did you name him Captain Dilly? 
Well, let me tell you about this guy who's actually named Captain Dilly that really made a huge impact on my life and really gave me a shot and gave me a chance. And that's why I'm able to be in business today is because of some of the things that he taught me and I was able to apply it to my heating and air conditioning business to better serve my customers. You know what? That's all of a sudden evoked some emotion and I'm intrigued now to know more about Captain Dilly and these aspects and how it's impacted this owner's life. But by also having like a brand and an actual theme versus having like just a logo is it gives us lots of like wording and terminology that we can use in all aspects. So um, I'm looking at two different ads here like that could be a digital ad or um, a direct mail postcard, something like that. And you might be running a $69 diagnostic fee. Like, like that's a real good special happening right now. Um, but I can also spend that and make that a little bit more interesting. I want to say like... Um, special offer for first-time customers. You're going to fly first class, $69 trip and diagnostic fee, okay? Or the trip and diagnostic. Um, you know, like those those elements give me so much more wording to play off of. It's still the exact same offer. We're still asking them to do the same thing, to take advantage of the $69 diagnostic. Um, but in reality, we've made it more personable. We've, we've evoked some type of emotion, okay? Um, same thing, like we like to say like, um, comfort cleared for takeoff. Um, and we, we provide all these good words and taglines and headings that can make this brand evoke more emotion, okay? The next part of this Jenga um, acronym, if you will, is the N for niche, okay? Niche, like N-I-C-H-E. I know some people say niche, niche. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like to think that it's niche, okay? So, but that is knowing and speaking to your target demographic. Who is your niche demographic, okay? Everyone is not your target demographic, okay? And even if you want to say everyone in my city or in my zip code or county, eh, that's still not your target demographic, okay? Um, let me tell you about a lady. Um, her name is Anna. Um, she lives in my mom's neighborhood. And um, this is one of those neighborhoods that was like, you know, all the homes are kind of built in the 70s and 80s. And um, it has lots of trees. Like the trees are really like grown up. And um, they have like lots of full branches and things like that. And like the yards are kind of bigger. Like you can just tell like it's not one of those like newer subdivisions, um, you know, where all the houses are stacked up in there. Um, but Anna, she works part-time, um, at her church. Um, she's a retired school teacher and her husband works at Lockheed Martin there in Fort Worth. And, um, you know, they're pretty involved in their church and she picks up the, the grandkids on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, um, she's really helping out her daughter on a lot of those things, but she really enjoys, um, you know, her and my mom go walking every morning. And so they really enjoy that, that chit chat and stuff. And they'll put together like little neighborhood, um, Christmas parties or like kind of seasonal events and things like that. And they just really enjoy, um, doing that aspect. And, uh, she has this little dog that will walk with them sometimes. It's like a little white fluffy poof ball, um, named Charlie Cotton is what they call him just cause he's white and fluffy and stuff. And, um, but anyways, Anna, Anna's really become a part of, um, my mom's life. Well, you know what? I just completely made up Anna. Like, Anna is not a real person that is in my mom's neighborhood. But did you see how much, how connected I felt to Anna? Like, how much I was able to talk about her? Um, you know why? It's because I have defined Anna as our target demographic. As, you know, ABC heating and cooling Anna. Okay? This is who we want to target. Okay? This is who we want to speak to. Okay? It is not everybody. It is not the people that are living in the brand new neighborhood or it is not the young 
um, teeny bopper or not even teeny bopper, but like they're fresh out of school and like they do have their own first house. That's the thing that they've prioritized, but like they are looking for the cheapest person possible. Okay. There are other people who could technically buy a heating and air conditioning service from you, but they should not be your target demographic for various reasons. Okay. You have to know though, who are you speaking to? They should feel so real to you. You should feel like you know them. You should have an image. And like, as I'm describing this, like I have a picture of what I in my head have envisioned Anna to look like. Um, so I, I've defined this out so that our brand and our marketing can appeal to and to speak to that target demographic. If you don't have that defined, your marketing is going to be a mess, okay? But you can very easily just like print out a stick figure on paper. Just Google stick figure images, you know, and, and print that out. Take this icon of this stick figure and just start writing out. Um, you know, are they... Do they work full-time? Are they a stay-at-home mom? Do they work part-time? What is their median household income? Um, what type of community events are they involved in? Are they at church events? Are they at sporting events? Are they at um, like junior leagues or rotary clubs? What are they doing? Um, what are their family values? Um, are they tech savvy? Are they going to be like leaving the Google reviews or scheduling online? Or are they kind of the old school that like the, the pen and paper and they like actually calling and talking to someone on a phone and they want to like give you a piece of pie and sit down and talk with you after you change out their filters? No, but who are they? What What is your ideal customer? And it might even be like, not who is your customer now, but who do you want it to be? Define out who your ideal customer is. So give them a name, give them an age, give them a gender. Um, what kind of car do they drive? What kind of neighborhood do they live in? What are their extracurricular activities? Your target demographic should feel so real to you. Your ABC Anna or your... Um, McWilliams, Monica, or whatever that might be, they should have a name and your team should know that. Okay. Your marketing team should know that they should have, and it should feel very real to them. Okay. So, so think about your niche, your niche market. The G of that is the growth. So is your brand set up for growth? And I'm thinking about growth in kind of two different elements from functionality, but also from scalability. Okay, so is your brand able to be converted down to a one color logo? Okay, whether so that's so that you can print pens or to print t-shirts so that you don't have to print a full color option on everything to where everything is the most expensive thing because you can only have this full color version. No, how does it convert down to a one color? And then how does it look on a, a light background versus a dark background? Well, if you have a character, you might have that kind of outlined version, you know, a black and white's on a white background. It's got the black outline and like the eyes are black and things like that. And you can see the shadows and stuff. And that's great. That's needed. You have to have that. You need that in your portfolio stock. But what if you wanted to print that on a black shirt? Well, you can't just take that and convert it to white because then their eyeballs start looking white and like they're all the shadows are white and like they just look creepy. Okay. So like you need to have for some functionality, um, some maneuverable maneuverability and some um, livable moldable aspects to it. Okay. Um, you might need like how does it look if it's in a tight little square or like in a circle? So like on a, a Facebook or an Instagram profile, like can it not fit into where like it's going to get cut off on the sides? Or is it so long and skinny that, um, you know, you have all this wasted dead space on the top and the bottom because you're confined to the square? Well, there's a time and a place where you need something tight and compact like in a square. 
But like then there's a time and a place where like it needs to be extracted to be super tall and skinny or even long and skinny. Think about a print, a pen. If I were to print a little tiny circle logo right now, that pen would be like a quarter of an inch in each direction, okay, um, that has the print on there. You've got to have some livable and moldable elements to it. So a stacked version, um, a full version, a just text only, a just icon only. Um, is it How does it lay out inside of a square versus a rectangle, things like that. That's the growth that you need for your functionality, okay. Um, I, I should, I want to say unfortunately, but I guess fortunately, because it is business for limency, but people come to us all the time with like, hey, like I have this logo, but like I can't do anything else with it. Like I don't have any other file formats. I run into problems all the time when I try to get this embroidered. Um, I can't scale it up for a billboard because it's too low quality. Can you just like rebuild this out for me? And we have to do that a lot of times because we have to give them that functionality, that growth functionality. Um, and then also scalabilities wise. So like as you're looking to maybe add a new vertical, um, maybe you're looking to add plumbing or to add HVAC or to add electrical or pest control or roofing, whatever that might be. Can your brand support that? Can it add an extra vertical without you having to reinvent the wheel? So if you're a sunshine and a snowflake and you all of a sudden want to add plumbing, that might be a little bit more difficult for you to do. Like if I was looking for your plumbing services, I might think like, eh, do they really know plumbing? Like these are just a bunch of HVAC guys, heating and air conditioning guys. Like I got a real plumbing issue here. Like I don't need you to send out a body. I need you to send out a real plumber. Okay. Your brand can evoke that emotion. So how is your brand so pigeonholed to where, um, you can't allow for any growth or maybe you're moving into a new market okay so like I kind of mentioned SBC I, I was picking on him here a little bit but that stood for Shreveport Bossier City well what if he wanted to move into Lafayette or um, into Monroe there in Louisiana well your name is a little bit limiting there okay um, I've seen a friend here locally who has um, she named her business after the street that it was on well, she's had to move offices three times. And so now she's on a completely different street and has been the two other times that she moved. And it just feels out of elements. So when you name it, you know, um, First Street Avenue Salon, when then all of a sudden you're on Shepherd Street, like it just feels out of place. It just feels unauthentic. So sometimes you might have to like change a name or change your mascot or change your characters, things like that, because is it going to be able to support you to scale as your growth scales and your business scales? Okay. I want to encourage you though, don't stunt your growth by being too afraid to change your brand. Okay. Some of you guys are so, I can't change anything. Like I've worked this hard to build it up to where it is. And like, I just can't go backwards. And you're stunting yourself from what could be. Okay. And I want to encourage you you, sometimes you don't know what you don't know and like as a branding I want to say expert don't think of me as too cocky in saying that but you don't know what you don't know and like you don't know the potential of what changing this brand and that might be changing the name or changing this character adding a character changing up this terrible typography you don't know what you're missing out on and like we see that all the time here at Limousine it's like oh if you would just get out of your own way like we could do so much with this and like we could impact so many more people and like we could be disruptive and we could be memorable and we could be evoking emotion we could do all these things but you're like eh, but I gotta change it 
and like I've worked so hard to get it here and in reality you're stunting your own growth by being too afraid to change your brand and so that's just a challenge I want to give you guys is is your current brand is it set up for growth from a functionality aspect but also from a scalability aspect and if all the things I've been talking for this at, up until this point, that um, disruptive piece, that emotional piece, um, something that speaks to your target demographic, if your brand, if you did a hard deep dive look, if it isn't doing that, you need to really consider a change and don't be too afraid, okay? And then last but not least, the A piece of this Jenga acronym is authentic, okay? Authenticity builds trust. Okay, um, trust with your consumers, with your customers, trust with your employees, um, trust with the other people that you do business with. And the best brands are brands that are authentic to that company. It's not trying to be something that they're not. Okay, um, so if you're trying to have like a little vintage feel and, you know, like you want to go with these vintage colors to appeal to um, your older demographic, you know, the 55 plus demographic. But then like your guys are so technology based, like you don't even, you won't even answer a phone. Like it's all online booking only. And it's only, you got to talk to a, a robot, a answering service and go through eight different prompts before you can actually speak to a human. And um, the technicians, when they come in, they're so modern and technology driven that like they can't even dumb it down, if you will, to talk to a real human. Like that might not be the most authentic brand. And vice versa. Like if you are trying to be the most modern, like that is your brand. That is your target demographic. These people who are moving and shaking and like there is a real population there. And like the maybe you're in the Silicon Valley, the tech industry and things like that. Where like if you showed up with a paper invoice, like you would just look so outdated. But you have this super modern brand. Anyways, I, I'm getting a little off track here. But the best, the best brands are brands that are authentic. And authenticity builds trust. Okay. Um, we were sharing a little, um, when I was doing this talk, we were talking about a, a company and they were named Green Street and their logo was just like this little world globe and it had a little road going through it. And it just said like GS and then Green Street HVAC. And so like when I was looking at this, like to me, it kind of looked like a logistics company. Like we're like transporting stuff across the globe and, um, HVAC is like, you know, not everyone knows what HVAC stands for. You know, we kind of need to dumb it down, like, you know, heating and cooling or whatever, air conditioning and, um, heating, but then Green Street, and we're like, so, like, did you grow up on Green Street? No. Is your office on Green Street? No. Well, your last name's not Green, so, like, how'd you come up with that? He's like, yeah, well, I just went to randomnamegenerator.com, and that's what it shot out, so I just went with it. And we're like, okay, like, uh, okay, we can, all right, we'll figure out something of how to work with this. But we start trying to extract his story, and come to find out like Bryce was a veteran he he served um in the military and that's where a lot of his background he's like that's a lot of the principles that taught me on like how to run a business and things like that but he's like me personally he's like I have a personal goal to meet every veteran in my county and he's like I teach a PTSD support group at my church I'm like that is amazing that is something that is so authentic to him. No, that doesn't directly translate into his business plan or business model. But like that is the essence and the value of who he is as a person and how he is running his business and how his employees align with that. And so we're like, oh, that's it. 
that's how we can build a brand. We can take this green street. We'll make it like a military green. We'll um, add this little character. We named him Soldier Sam, and he's got this really awesome salute, and he says, at your service. Because ultimately, that's what he's doing as a heating and air conditioning company. He's here at the service for to meet the needs of these people. So he did it in serving our country in the military, but like he's still doing it now. They're providing the service of heating and air conditioning. He's at your service. Service is what he's about. And so we've built this fun brand. Um, you know, we have fun sayings like left, 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 right, left. We've got comfort at its best. And, um, you know, that at your service aspect with a salute. We've got the... Um, the saluting promise and we've got a little sidekick he's got a little german shepherd dog that's named cadet and so we have cadets comfort club and um you know he's passing out dog treats because that's one thing that you know if you can win the dog you can also win the heart so like welcoming the dogs and giving them a dog treat as soon as they walk in and having dog bandanas and dog tags like military dog tags um but that's made such an impact so it felt super authentic to him and it's made a big impact in their community and people are noticing it and things like that. And you might could stop me right now and be like, eh, why would you do anything military? Like that is just so polarizing. You could cause all types of controversy and like this could be perceived so poorly and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? You're right. You are right. Okay. But when you go back to that, that in aspect, this niche aspect, when you're talking about your target demographic. So if, if this company, if Green Street, if they were to have a customer who absolutely hated and disrespected the military and hated the country that we live in and um, did not have any respect for any military aspect, would that be our Green Street's target demographic? No. Would that be an ideal client for Green Street? No, because their values do not align. Okay, so the brand that he's built with this little soldier figure, yeah, it does it appeals to a certain demographic and that is his target demographic. Okay. It's going to not appeal to some other people, but you know what? That's who he didn't want as a customer anyways. Okay. So when you can be authentic, when you can define this, these things down, when you can define your target demographic and when you can nail out, how can I evoke emotion and how can I tell my story? How can I relay the values that are important to me? That when you can do those aspects, that's when you build a solid brand. That's when you build this solid foundation to this Jenga puzzle, to this marketing puzzle that we're all playing a part in this game in. And when you have this solid foundation, you can start to play around and come up and dabble in the new and shiny things, the new marketing trends that are happening, all this AI that's coming out. And um, Google just released this new thing now. And so like you can start to experiment with those new flashy marketing elements. And you know what? You're not going to lose the whole farm because if that doesn't work, not everything is going to come crashing down because you have that solid foundation. You have that piece, your core value, and then you can build up from there and get a little wild, get a little free and playful and experiment some things there up at the top. But you've got to have that solid foundation first. You can't sleep on your brand, okay? Um, and so I, I hope this has been somewhat inspirational for you. Um, from thinking about the journey to the emotion to the niche to the growth and to being authentic. Um, I hope you can remember that Jenga acronym as you are looking to build your foundational piece. As you're looking to build your brand. And maybe it's changing up your brand in some different ways. So I hope you were able to gather some value and some insight from um, this talk. Thank you for letting me just jibber jabber here and talk about things that are very important to me. But um, if your brand is needing um, a jump start, a, a refresh, a um, just a, a revolt of 
rejuvenation in it. Um, Lemonseed is a branding, full service branding marketing agency, okay? And then we love to help you take your brand. So we're not just going to give it to you and turn it over and say, bye, have a nice life. Like, no, our full service full lemon seed services are to help walk you through how to get this actually launched and how to carry it out and execute it in your full marketing plan. So if you're needing help in your organization and your strategy and your brand, um, please reach out to us at Lemon Seed. And as always, we would love a good review. We would love a follow on all the social medias. Um, Any like or share or comment that you leave helps us to um, keep our messaging going forward and to help out some more lemon heads. So um, thank you for listening from another episode and we'll see you next time. Bye.